Are you a healthcare professional who would like to hear from experts in the field of pain care? Or maybe you are caring for a family member who is experiencing pain or health challenges and you would like more information. Perhaps you are a healthcare educator who wants to better inform your students or staff. Then you are in the right place. This is Faces of Pain Care, the show where we interview experts in the field of pain care. And now, the co-creator of the Wong Baker Faces Pain Rating Scale and the executive director of the Wong Baker Faces Foundation, Connie Baker. Hello and welcome to Faces of Pain Care. I'm Connie Baker. It is a real treat for me to introduce our guest to you today. She completed her anesthesiology residency at Beth Israel Deaconess Medical Center at Harvard Medical School and her pain medicine fellowship at the University of Pennsylvania. She's a board certified, she's board certified in anesthesiology and pain medicine. She also completed training in medical acupuncture through the Helms Medical Institute and is certified in medical acupuncture. She's currently an assistant professor at the Cleveland Clinic Lerner College of Medicine of Case Western University. She specializes in pediatric, adolescent, and adult pain management. Dr. Ellen Rosenquist, it is a privilege to have you here on Faces of Pain Care. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. Uh, It's a real privilege to get to visit with you and to hear a little bit about what you're doing. Um, We've just gotten to visit a bit before we start recording, and uh, I'm just thrilled to be able to introduce you to our listeners. Um, Tell us a little bit about your practice and, um, you know, what you do at Cleveland Clinic and how... Uh, how you approach the your, the work that you do in pain medicine. Okay, well, I, um, as you said, I um, specialize in treating patients with pain of all age groups. Um, I incorporate um, complementary medical modalities as well as um, classic um, Western medical treatments for pain. Um, my philosophy in treating patients is really um, – focusing from the inside out. You know, I always tell my patients, your pain is is part of you. Your your body is is your vehicle and we have to focus on healing you from the inside and then moving outwards. You can't look to outside sources, you can't look to uh, just a pill or, you know, a magical diet or, or other treatment plan to heal you. It really is, um, you know, your body healing itself in order to reduce your pain. And so we try to, in my clinic, um, educate our patients on that philosophy and always focus on that philosophy in trying to come up with a, a comprehensive treatment plan for the patients. So you have a team of people and several different options that people can choose to incorporate in the in their healing process. I think so. I mean, Cleveland Clinic, as you know, is a very large um, healthcare organization, and we have specialists of all different um, of all different trades. And so, for the pain management standpoint, I focus on um, the integrative medic- medicine approach, mm-hmm. the physical therapy, occupational therapy, rehab approach, as well as integrating any medicine or injections or um, surgically implanted devices if need be. But I always tend to work more conservatively and then move towards more invasive. And so my typical approach will be, you know, if with any new patient is trying to see, you know, if conservative management, meaning rehabilitative modalities as well as mind-body, acupuncture, massage, um, you know, any of the alternative therapies will work best before 
really honing in on medications or injections. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So taking a slow pro- approach to before getting into heavy medications that might have long-term effects that would be negative for the, the patient. You know, I know opioid abuse is a big issue right now in our nation. <clears throat> so what is your approach with that? And how do you communicate with your patients about opioids? Well, I am not a very um, enthusiastic opioid prescriber. I pretty much reserve opioid use for um, intractable pain, say, if there's no other alternatives or if you are in a palliative situation, dying of cancer. Um, And, you know, after surgery, of of course, or after a break of a a leg, something acute, Mm -hmm. they are appropriate for short-term use. But in general, I do not prescribe opioids and I educate my patients as to why I feel that opioids are not safe for long-term use and actually not efficacious for long-term use. And, you know, I go over with them the multiple side effects and adverse, um, adverse reactions with long-term use. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I explain to them that there are so many other alternatives to opioid use that will actually target specifically their reasons, their etiologies for their pain, which will likely help them better than Mm -hmm. an opioid medication. So it takes a lot of education because we we see so much on television, for instance, if you just take a pill, you know, you'll get the results that you want. And it seems like our society has come to that point in a lot of areas, not just in pain, where we want immediate gratification. Absolutely. I mean, I'd say 90% of my patients come in with that mindset because Mm. we are in a culture that is, you know, we can fix things fast and it's a one stop and you're done. But most of my clinic visit time is, I would say, spent in educating them because if a patient understands their body better and understands, you know, the reasons behind why I make my medical decisions, then we are better able to work as a team. And mm. if they buy into it, then they're definitely going to, you know, have a little bit more, um, have a little bit more confidence in, in the plan and, and move forward with a little bit more peace of mind. Right. And it really empowers them. Absolutely. To be able to take action. And, and we've, we've got to do that in, um, in taking care of our bodies. Like you said, that's, this is our vehicle. This is how we have to take care of ourselves. So mm-hmm. uh, I love that you're encouraging that and, and really taking the time um, to be able to explain these specifics to, to your patients so that they can um, make informed decisions about how they're going to approach their healing process. Absolutely. And, you know, Cleveland Clinic, we have um, created an opioid task force with Mm. all the different specialties, and we are actually working on patient education pieces that our Department of Pharmacy is helping us with that we can hand out to to patients regarding all the different kinds of medications, especially opioids and, you know, the good and the bad and and the why and when to use them. And we're educating primary care and other specialties who really just think – probably because that's how they trained and and what has been the um, belief for so long until recently that, oh, you're in pain, just just take an opioid. And so we're re-educating the other specialties because we've found that a lot of times patients get started on these medications from primary care or a different specialty, not pain management. Sure. And and the reality is that there's not, uh, as you go through your medical training, there's not a lot on pain medicine uh, in in residency 
and absolutely and not. School. So unless you're somebody like yourself who's taken that extra time to be board certified in pain medicine, you really don't have a lot of uh, background and, and knowledge on that area. So I commend you for sharing your knowledge with other uh, your colleagues. That's fantastic. Absolutely. It's definitely needed. And, you know, on the national front, um, the ACGME is, is looking towards trying to incorporate more just um, education from the ground up, from medical students on up to incorporate a little bit more education about pain management, you know, because if you think about it, every single, especially from primary care to the surgical specialties to really any type of doctor, pain goes with a patient no matter where they are. You could be having a cold and your chest hurts from coughing. You know, you could, you know, have headache conditions. You could have, um, you know, arthritic conditions that may not see pain, may see rheumatology. I mean, there's every, you know, GI, you can have peptic ulcer disease and have stomach aches. And so pain is universal. So I think every specialty needs to kind of have some more education on it. I agree. So tell me what you said, ACGME, tell me what that is. The ACGME is the, um, national, um, kind of like education, graduate medical education. Um, it kind of oversees medical education in the United States. Yeah. Well, you've, you've got to constantly, constantly be learning. There's just so much new coming out and, you know, even the, the connection of our, our gut with problems in our health, you know, all of that is related, I think. And, uh, it's important to be looking at the big picture and constantly learning. So that's fantastic. Absolutely. I mean, talking about everything being connected, I feel that's why I feel very strongly about the integrative medicine approach, because, you know, what you put in your body is what you're going to get out of it. I tell a lot of my, especially my pediatric patients who just want to, you know, like their friends, eat chips and dip or, you know, candy. And I, I try to tell them, you know, if you, if you're driving a car, you know, and you, put diesel fuel in an unleaded car, that car is not going to last very long and it's going to perform poorly and it's it's going to, you know, break down. And I said, you know, I tell them your body needs healthy, nutritious, balanced food diet in order to restore itself, in order to have its cells heal and the muscles work properly and you're, you know, have the right balance of acid and base. You need to sleep enough. You can't be right. staying up playing video games because if you don't sleep, your body doesn't have that rest period to, right. to heal on its own during the night. You know, so it, it all has incorporated together. You can't just say, okay, I broke my leg, so I just want to get it set and have it heal. Well, if you get it set, it still won't heal if you're not having the right nutrients, you're not sleeping and you keep walking on it, you know, so there's steps that you have to take, you know? Yeah. And often nutrition is left out of the, uh, the patient care plan as well as pain management. So that's really, I agree with you. That is so important to have uh, a good, good, healthy diet. Um, so your practice, I know you, uh, work with people of all ages, but you are frequently working with, uh, pediatric and adolescent patients. Tell, tell me more about, you know, what you're seeing and what, um, how, how you work with that population. Sure. So in my, I have two practice settings. One is in a family, um, um, health center. It's just a, an outpatient office and I see all ages there. And then one day a week, I actually work at the um, 
children's rehab hospital in their integrative medicine department. And then um, one Friday a month, I, I work with the chronic pain rehabilitation program, which is a three-week um, intensive rehabilitation program for people um children and adolescents who have chronic pain issues. And so in my integrative medicine clinic, I see a whole host of uh, different uh, medical diagnosis, anywhere from, you know, abdominal pain, headaches, back pain, um, arthritic conditions in children, um, orthopedic conditions in children, and even some patients who have psychosomatic um, pain, meaning that they have a, a large psychological um a dysfunction and that manifests itself in a physical level as pain. And so in that setting, I, you know, work with them again through education and talking about um, the whole mind body and the interconnection between good health and that sort of thing. But I also offer them acupuncture for their conditions, as well as a modality called frequency specific microcurrent, which is based, if you want to think about it, kind of based on um, transcutaneous electrical nerve stimulation or TENS technology, mm -hmm. but it's a frequency that you cannot feel because it's the same oh. frequencies. Yes. Your nervous system has certain electrical frequencies. Cause if you want to think about it, our entire nervous system is just one big electronic circuit. And so the frequencies used are the frequencies of the nervous system to target the varying conditions that we're, we're focused on that day. So the good thing about it for the kids is that they don't feel it. So they might not like how how a regular TENS unit feels, mm -hmm. but they can tolerate frequency-specific microcurrent. They may not like how acupuncture needles feel, but they can tolerate the FSM because you don't feel anything. Mm -hmm. You know, you just lay there, watch TV, and, and your, your treatment goes on. And that is very beneficial because it expands not just pain management. It, it, it expands to, you know, allergies and, and you know, it, um, ADHD, PTSD, like a lot of different um Anything really that you have that you feel is dysfunctional in your body can can be attempted to be treated with um, FSM. So, wow, how widespread is that? It is not too widespread. We are, you know, Cleveland Clinic. Um, we have a lot of practitioners, mostly um, people who are involved with the Integrative Center, as well mm -hmm. as physical therapists and the reason and occupational therapists. Um, the the specialist who's trained us all, she's actually been, I would say, the person who's been trying to promote it throughout the United States. And she's out of uh, Washington State. Um, she has been practicing it for, she's a chiropractor, and it originated in the chiropractic um, school of thought. Mm -hmm. And now um, she's been kind of going across the United States, teaching different people to different medical practitioners and chiropractors to do it so that we can hopefully have it more widespread across the United States. Because it is a very good modality. It's obviously non-invasive and well-tolerated. Um, most insurances pay for it as a physical therapy code. Mm -hmm. um, and so, you know, it's affordable to most mm -hmm. people. So Right. That's great. I was using, I had a dinner with my parents this week and uh, I borrowed a TENS unit from a friend of mine and used it with my dad and, and he really enjoyed it and, and, and felt like it was beneficial, but you can feel it and it's it's a little bit right it kind of jerks your muscles a little bit and mm -hmm. uh, I, I'm glad to learn about this well so that's that's one of the advantages of Cleveland Clinic you all have some of the uh, cutting edge equipment and um, modalities to help address the needs of people not in just pain medicine but around the you know the whole scope I think of medicine 
I believe so. I mean, we're such a large healthcare organization, and we are really um, our focus at the Cleveland Clinic is on innovative medicine and and what's the you know newest thing. You know, I don't know if you've heard. Um, recently, we have developed a whole functional medicine um, department, and I'm not well versed on functional medicine, but just the fact that we have our own department for functional medicine speaks volumes. You know, that's something new and, and something that maybe is not well accepted throughout the entire United States because it is based on nutrition and your and your body and, and mm-hmm. using, you know, nutritions and other things to, you know, things you put in your body, not pharmaceutics to help heal you from different ailments. And so, you know, we have a very large wellness institute that has, you know, massage therapists and acupuncturists and, you know, just all these wellness programs for employees and patients um, for varying, you know, medical diagnoses. So it's a very good place um, to come when you've exhausted all other things at, at, you know, a traditional medical center. Right. Or maybe first. Absolutely. Exhausted. Yeah. I know a lot about functional medicine. I'm a real proponent of that. And, and I think Dr. Mark Hyman, isn't he mm-hmm. the head of that? Absolutely. Program and um, I, I really have a lot of respect and trust what he has to say. That's, mm-hmm. that's great. Um, you've also mentioned that you're uh, doing medical acupuncture. And tell me a little bit about how you got involved in that and how you chose to add that to your uh, toolkit. Sure. So I am um, of Chinese heritage. And so I actually grew up um, utilizing acupuncture. I um, injured my back playing soccer in high school. And I remember that we went to our, my primary care doctor and, you know, he just wanted to give me medications and, and that sort of thing. And my parents obviously were not really fond of uh, their high school daughter being on medications. And so they took me to an acupuncturist, a Chinese traditional acupuncturist. And I had just several sessions, not that many. And my back was better. You know, of course, I did therapy and that sort of thing, too. So not just by itself. But I was always very interested in that. And when I became a pain physician, I realized that, you know, I wanted something that was not relying on a pill or was not relying on, you know, an injection because a lot of those things have risk. And I think that acupuncture, it's been around for centuries. It's very safe that you, you know, you don't really get a transmit diseases with it. You don't, you know, the right. needles are tiny. Um, they're well tolerated and, and it's, you can treat so many different conditions. And I felt that it would be important to add that to my armamentarium, um, so that I can offer that to my patients because it just is something different um, that, you know, they can choose to use because some of my patients, you know, have a lot of medical contraindications to doing injections or, or um, medications. And so what what for them? We can't just say too bad, nothing is available. So I right. wanted to, to learn that to be able to offer that to my patients. Oh, I love that. That's great. Well, it sounds like you all are doing some fabulous work um, there at Cleveland Clinic and um, I'm I'm just so grateful that you spent some time to share this with us. Um, do you have any last words, or if there if um, if people needed to contact you or had questions, is there a way that they could um, find out more about what you're doing at Cleveland Clinic? Yeah, um, everything is available also on our website, um, clevelandclinic.org. Mm-hmm. Um, my all of my information is there. Um, if you know you want to make an appointment to see me, you just mm-hmm. um, you know can you can call uh, 330-888-4000. That's my appointment line number, mm-hmm. and I'm more than happy to to see anybody um, and to help in any way that I can. But I think that what our listeners um, hopefully um, 
gained from this is that there are so many different approaches to treating pain and it's you don't necessarily need to just um, rely on the traditional Western medical approaches that you need to keep an open mind because there's so many things out there that can help you um, that are not, you know, mainstream yet, but I think are gaining popularity and that can help you in a safer, um, more successful fashion. Great. Right. And I, I mean, we'll go back to where we started, where you said, heal your body from the inside out. Absolutely. And that really takes, um, and, and I think in our hurry up world, we uh, don't give ourselves the time to to be introspective and to give ourselves the the right environment or support that we need to, to heal. And that doesn't happen just um, in a, just really quickly. It sometimes takes a bit of time, but mm-hmm. being able to, um, to work with a doctor like you who really has gets a big picture is a real gift. So, well, thank you so much, Dr. Ellen Rosenquist. It was great to visit with you and I hope we get to visit again. And uh, this has been a, this has been a great opportunity. Thank you so much. Listeners, we would love to hear from you. Please visit our website at wongbakerfaces.org or email us at wongbakerfaces at gmail.com. And I'll tell you what, I'm going to have uh, this contact information on Dr. Rosenquist's uh, episode page so she, uh, you can be able to uh, find out more about Cleveland Clinic and their website and et cetera if you'd like to. Thank you for joining us today and thank you for making a positive difference in someone's life. Thank you. This has been another great episode of Faces of Pain Care. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes so you don't miss any of the new episodes. And be sure you check our previous shows for more information that will keep you informed and inspired.